Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Appleton. It's in shoe, in shoe chew. It's a mouthful. All right. Well, after uh, a brief hiatus of technical difficulties, uh, I am back. I am your host tonight running solo without Mr. Joe Bond. Uh, He is off tonight for his wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Jody. Hope you guys are having a great night. Uh, We will see Joe back next week. Um, I will be uh, welcoming on a longtime uh, longtime listener and longtime friend of the show, Mr. Richard Seville of Fantasy Six Pack. Uh, and also the Fantasy Edge podcast. Um, hopefully Richard can uh, get me straight here, and um, we can get this show on the road here. Um, so as soon as Richard calls in, I will buzz him in. Um, but let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and start. And actually, here is Richard now. Let's get him on. Richard, are you there? Yeah. Hello, AJ. How are you doing, man? I'm doing doing uh doing pretty good I guess. This is uh quite an interesting um uh I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> quite an interesting evening, we'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> show 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 one attempt one I guess we'll, we'll call it is uh is now officially in the books and um we've started show two or show one attempt two to uh Go for the redo. <laughs> so well, it went uh, it went 22 minutes. It cut out. It automatically cut out. It automatically could come out a, a blank spot. But we're okay. We're on. We're all right. Let's do a show. Let's do a show. All right. Well, we'll I'm, make I'm it a we'll it. make it a quick one, and um, okay. Hopefully, hopefully uh, we can run through this thing and and be out of here in, in a time frame that Joe and I could only dream of doing. So. Let's uh, let's make it happen. Um, we'll go ahead and well, just... if you if you ever listen to the Fantasy Edge, it's always we we've we've cut our we cut our show down really low. It was only like thirty five minutes last week. So oh wow! We tried to we tried to zip through them, yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm up for it. We try, well, but it uh, doesn't always happen as well. So, all right, well, I'll just repeat from the beginning since I really don't know exactly where it cut off, but. Um, big uh, the two big items for news and notes that I had for this this week was uh, that Houston linebacker Brian Cushing has been suspended for ten games for his second PED violation. Um, he will be looking to get back on the field 
uh, in time for their November 27th game uh, right here in Baltimore against the Ravens. Um, this is, uh, like I said, this is his second violation now. Um, you know, so 10 games is pretty steep, and that's a it's a big loss for, for a Houston defense that, um, to me, I think was really the, you know, the, the biggest component of this team and its success moving forward. You know, they, they, they lose J.J. Watt last year to injury. Um, you know, Houston's still able to make the playoffs uh, and obviously go out in the first round there. But, I mean, what's, what's this do for, for fantasy? Anything? I mean, are you still eyeing Houston as a potential defense at this point? I am. If you've got Clowney and Watt there, I mean, if I was Andy Dalton on Thursday, I'm frightened. Clowney is a psychopath. I mean, yeah. he's a, a football psychopath. Um, and Watt, um, he's just well. Watt is just JJ Watt. So, I think they can absorb Cushing. Yeah. I mean, it's not good maybe for team morale, but I think it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good insight there. I. Uh... Well, was talking on dead air about some of the big um, defense outings this this week. So we'll or this past weekend. So we'll we'll touch on that again and and touch on Houston a little bit more here later on. Uh, the other news and notes I had uh, was the Josh Gordon um, issue incident. I I don't even know what to call it. Situation, I guess you could call it. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like he's about ready to get out of uh, his fourth stint in rehab. Um, And he's eyeing his return to the NFL. Uh, He will be ready to be out of rehab, I guess, on 921 is what it looks like. And uh, I had the note here that, ironically, he hasn't played since uh, 1221 but it was of 2014. So, I mean, this guy's been suspended for 43 of Cleveland's last 48 games. Um, that's an absurd amount of games to, to miss. And, you know, to me, I almost feel like another guy who I touched on and, and in dead air was uh, Mr. Kevin White of Chicago I feel like that's almost right up there with as many games as he's missed for Chicago over those last three years. Yeah. Um, At least he missed his honestly. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't out, you know, toking the reefer and, and, you know, getting in his own way. He just couldn't get out of his injuries way. So um, Gordon looking to come back. I I saw something that, that said, uh, I believe there's a 90 day, period where he cannot play. So I, I don't know if that's once he gets right out of rehab, he has to wait 90 days before he's officially reinstated. If he's reinstated right away, but then he can't play for 90 days. So I, I don't know exactly the parameters of that, but um, Josh Gordon's guy that, that people were still drafting in my leagues. Um, you know, I didn't draft really? him in any of them. You know, I, I wasn't paying much attention to him. I had kind of lost hope on this guy, um, much I like have. I'm sure a lot of people have, yeah. And and it's a shame because he, he's such an immense talent that, 
you know, you, you definitely want to have someone like that on your team and someone that's going to be that big of a difference maker. But, um, you know, he, he's a, he's a great, great asset to have when he's here. Yeah. Well, it's like Martavis Bryant, AJ. Yeah. You know, look, look at how he uh, came through. Now he had the similar difficulties, but he says, no, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it right. And he's, and he kind of is a model um, player who comes off suspension for issues like that. You know, uh, Josh Gordon is not. And anybody stashing uh, Josh Gordon is fooling himself. No training camp. You know, you talked about that 90-day waiting period that, uh, or whatever it is. You know, he's got to go through all that. You know, it's actually, it's, 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 I think it's a wild goose chase. If yeah. anybody's thinking about Josh Gordon. It, it is, and and I mean, until he gets back on the field and proves that he's legitimately back, I'm not really interested in him. I mean, I, I have mild mild interest because I've had success when he's been on my team and actually played. Um, but it's just such such an X factor of of all X factors, really. Um, you know, he, he's and also, there. Do the he Browns can play. want him? Do the Browns yeah, want I don't him? know. I mean, I think, uh, uh, you know, I, w- I was saying in, in the other half show, <laughs> whatever, that, you know, I really do like Cleveland this year. I, I think they kind of have finally hit and have a lot of quality pieces in play, not necessarily make a run to the playoffs this year, but to at least – have a much more successful season than they've had in in years past. So, well, I even think last year, AJ, I think Cleveland was competitive last year. They lost all their games, but you know they were unlike some other teams uh, that um, were three and out type of teams. You know, they had Terrell Pryor there last year, and he was he was doing stuff. And uh, and Isaiah Crowell did well last year, and I yeah. think you're right. They've improved on that, and uh, maybe this year they'll still be just as competitive, but they'll win some games. Yeah, I, I think they will. And you know, Kaiser had a big game uh, yeah. against a stout Pittsburgh defense. So you know, and, and he was a guy that I really didn't have confidence in going into this season, and he proved me wrong. Uh, you know, I'll be the first one to admit it, that he, he just came out and, and he kicked ass in week one. So, but with that, let's, uh, let's move into week one, talk, uh, real briefly about some of these major injuries that, that have, uh, befelled the NFL and fantasy teams alike. Obviously the biggest injury is, uh, is David Johnson. He is out two to three months with this wrist issue. Um, you know, the the coach there, Bruce Arians, was talking about, you know, hopefully having him back for Christmas. And, I mean, that's a hell of a Christmas gift for uh, for Arizona and, and fantasy owners alike. But For real um, football. Well, yeah. I, I mean, but this injury just flat out sucks. Uh, I mean, I, I – I stated it earlier in, in the, the half show about 
you know, unless you were lucky enough to have Johnson as a late round keeper pick like myself, um, I had him as a, as a ninth round keeper in, in my personal league. So right. you look at that and you're like, eh, okay, well I'm losing a ninth round pick, but no, you're not. You're, you're losing a first round pick that you were lucky enough to get late in the ninth round. You know, I mean, this is a yeah. guy who went in the top three picks in probably 99% of drafts. Um, you know, unless oh, there was some 100%. homer out there that that picked, you know, you know, maybe an AJ Green or Julio ahead of him, I don't understand why, but sure, it, it happens. But I mean, this is a huge blow. We we talk all the time about, you know, really injuries that that take out your first or second round picks and how it just hamstrings your teams. I mean, you really got to be a, a very good and savvy drafter to be able to absorb this kind of an injury for your team. I mean, hell, he might not even come back this season, depending on how this rehab goes and everything like that. So, uh, kind of a write-off for me, really. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, if you have an IR spot. Okay, perfect. You can use it for him, um, you know, and hope that he comes back. But even when he comes back, how effective is he going to be? You know, is he going to be the same guy? Is he just all of a sudden going to be a, a top running back for the last four weeks of the season, maybe, if that, you know? Uh, and that's really your playoff weeks. So it, it's it's hard to trust him. If he if he closer to that two months time frame it's definitely going to be more absorbable but yeah and you kind of got by the time december comes around you're looking at uh when is he starting to work out with the team you know that's when you you're looking well he's not working out with the team yet i you know yeah. when this injury first came out i really downplayed it I really thought, okay, sprained wrist. I think that's, I think they're going over the top with this. But then the news got worse and worse and worse and worse. And I, I had a bit of a soft spot for fantasy uh, football overall because this it really hits hard because um, people with the first pick um, have to wait 23 ter- in 12 team leagues. That is, they've got to wait 23 te- moves for their second pick. And you're you are so dependable on your very first pick when you have uh, when you have the first pick. And well, I, I okay, okay. There might be a few people who took Bell who favor Bell over Johnson. I get that; it's quite possible. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, it's a preference there. Um, but uh, but it's still a long way for your second pick and your second pick is a is a very big downgrade so you need that that first round bath pick and i can understand people like just wanting to throw in the towel and uh you know well just you know i'll just count my league fee as a loss and just move on you know what i mean yeah i mean that's that's the thing like like i was saying unless you really make out with your late round picks uh like a like an Adrian Peterson, if if he really 
turns into, you know, 80, 85% of, of former Adrian Peterson and uh, is on a high-powered offense now. You know, he, he didn't really show it in week one, He but they were in such a hole early that they really weren't running the ball. I mean, but they did spread the ball around to all three of their backs. So, <clears throat> you know, that's something to, to keep in mind. But, you know, Jamal Charles is another guy that was like a real late-round sleeper pick that if he pops back to his former self, he could be a huge coup for, for somebody who's got a David Johnson that, that is now lost for probably the majority of your fantasy season. So, you know, that, it's definitely a big blow. Um, it's something to really, really weigh. If you don't have an IR spot, you got to maybe play it out like, a couple weeks and see how it goes. If it seems like he's doing well, okay, fine. Maybe you hold him another couple weeks, but, but you can't let this put your team in a bad spot. And if you are just losing week after week after week and you need that roster spot, I'm okay cutting him. You know, you got to just make do with, with what you have and and the guys that are going to be there. And if someone else wants to pick him up and stash him, that's, you know, hopefully not, you know, in first or second place and, and they can absorb it, then then so be it. But huge injury, huge loss to everybody that, that owns him. Uh, another running back I had listed here uh, was Danny Woodhead. He's out with a hamstring injury for what's sounding like six to eight weeks now. Um and this is something he was dealing with throughout the preseason. Um, initially, it was th- you know thought that maybe he would only miss four to six weeks. Now it's six to eight. You know, here again, Danny Woodhead's not a guy that was an early round draft pick, but he was probably sitting around that four, five, six area. I feel like, and and he's yeah. a guy who in the past has been a PPR monster. So, you know. He he definitely was a was a, a hot commodity to have. Um, uh, not for me though. PPR. <laughs> he wasn't a hot commodity for me, and I'll tell you why. Because he was coming off an injury this season, yeah. and uh, he was getting on in age. And I, so I, my thoughts were, well, I could pass on him and, and take somebody else. You know, I think he was up in yeah, up and around the Rob Kelly. Uh, here in that yeah. in that range, and so I would be much happier taking Rob Kelly or somebody like that when when drafting was going on. So I I, I think he's I mean obviously he's somebody far more absorbable. Yeah. Uh, in a roster, especially with what with Jeforius Allen, he's I mean you've got an immediate backup, whereas the Cardinals don't really. You've kind of got a mixed bag going on there that you don't really know who's going to who's going to lead. I think there's going to be a a chairman of the committee right now. I guess it's Kerwin Willings, but that could switch to Chris Johnson in a in a flash. Uh, yeah. Or and or and I, keep switching back and forth. You know. Yeah, and I, I touched on that earlier in the the dead air space, but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit too as far as the waiver pickups and stuff like that for this week. But um next injury we got here is Allen Robinson. 
he's done for the season, torn ACL. Um, you know, this is a huge blow to Jacksonville. I mean, Robinson's been a very solid receiver for them year after year. You know, he hasn't missed time since the last, I think it was six games of his, his 2014 rookie season. Um, you know, Blake Bortles is trying to hold his job and, and you know, Allen Robinson would have been a nice aid in doing that. Um, and now he's looking at guys like Alan Hearns, uh, Marquise Lee, and and Aurelius Ben to some point um, to really kind of step up and, and be his lead receivers. I, I think it's going to be more Hearns and Lee, but, you know, yeah. Ben's had some sneaky sneaky games over the years where he's just come up big. Even back when he was with Tampa, he had some really good games there when they were dealing with injuries to various other, you know, bigger name receivers. Um, so this is a big blow to, to Jacksonville for sure. Um, another couple of receivers, I already mentioned Kevin White. Um, he's out with a shoulder injury. He's done for the season, it sounds like. Um, I think he will require surgery, so that pushes him out for the season. Amendola, uh, you know, he was kind of Tom Brady's, hey, he's the guy I know. He's the guy I trust. You know, I get everybody over here is talking about Chris Hogan and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, Chris is great, but but I love Danny. You know, he's going to be my guy now that Edelman's gone. Okay, Tom. Well, concussion well, problems, though. Yeah, what, what are you gonna what are you gonna say this week, Tom? You, you lost your first game. Everyone was talking about Atlanta and their Super Bowl hangover. Looks like it was the other way around. Um, the Patriots got their asses kicked, and I love it. You know, a because I'm an Eagles fan. <laughs> a lot of people and, got some joy out of that game. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, everybody outside of the Boston area, I'm sure, got joy out of that game. Um, you know, or, or transplants that, that are New England fans. But, yeah, I mean, I'm an Eagles fan. So, obviously, you know, I, I love that, that Kansas City has Andy Reid. And, you know, I was always a Reid fan. I, I didn't love everything that he did. His time management, still atrocious. But, hell, man, he, he managed his time perfectly in that game. And, and he decided, well, the first half was the first half. Now it's time to manage this game. And he went out and, and coached a hell of a second half. They made adjustments they needed to make. And he outcoached Belichick. So I wish he would have done it in the 2004 Super Bowl. But, you know, McNabb got tired and T.O. said McNabb got tired. I, I don't know. Whatever the hell happened there. But and the what a diamond he's got at running back. Oh man, I, I I don't even I didn't even have Kareem Hunt listed on my notes to to recap for Week One because I'm way too embarrassed to talk about how I decided to bench him in my my coworker league. We'll call it um, the league of uh, with guys across the country that 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 are in my same industry that that my company uh, is in. So. We still pulled out the win, and I I told my uh, I told my my coworkers because there's three of us that co-manage this team basically. Um, I said, "Look, guys, all right, 
this is a lesson for you to a always listen to AJ and B don't always listen to AJ. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I know what you him, mean. You uh, get it right and you get it wrong sometimes. You know, I mean, I, I, I sat him in one league too. So I mean, I, I sat him, um, I had him in I had him in one other going. I was lucky and that was, I did because it was a choice decision. But well, so we had we had David Johnson in that league. He was our our first round keeper, which was a complete bust because yeah, we got him at the sixth pick, I believe, in a ten team two quarterback league, which was good. But now he's gone for the season. We don't have an IR spot, so we're on that fence of. Now we've got a tough decision to make. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had Kareem Hunt. We had Ty Montgomery. And I said, you know what? I really like Stefan Diggs this week. I think he's going to have a huge game against a piss-poor New England defense. Or, I'm sorry, New Orleans. Um, so I want to put him in our flex. And we'll start Montgomery and, and DJ and our two running backs. And then we'll start... I don't Crabtree and and Devontae Adams I think were the two receivers that we started, and we won like I said. But man, it was uh it was it was kind of the laughing uh, laughing joke of of the the you know Friday afternoon email chain between all the guys in the league across the country, and I just told them, hey, look guys, this just goes to show how good our team really is. I mean, bench is putting up monster points. Our our starters are going to put up monster points come this weekend. So just beware, beware that we're here. <laughs> so it was, well, you know, it, was pretty- I, it happens like I, I sat Galladay in the league. So, you know, I, yeah. I lost points there. I mean, so I, I mean, I had, I had, um, who did I have? I had some guy um, who was he? It doesn't matter. But I mean, I I didn't start Galladay. You know, I realized yeah. that Galladay is like the babytron now. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I was talking on dead air about him as well for my waiver pickup notes, and um, oh. Galladay was he was a monster this weekend, and and I stupidly dropped him in one league, a fourteen team league, mind you, to pick up Paul Richardson, who was another big trendy sleeper guy and um you know curse is gone now so he's going to be the second coming and uh, tyler lockett's not gonna do much and blah 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 so i went with it and i still won i still managed to win that matchup too um Okay, well, I'll, I'll stop stepping on your schedule. <laughs> no, no, you're you're, you're fine, man. It's fine. We're we don't really have a schedule at this point. This is this is part two, so <laughs> I'm okay with wherever <laughs> the hell we're going right now. Um, but yeah, it was uh, that that one kind of kicked me, and I I was not able to get him back. I probably could have gotten him if I put in my first waiver claim for him, but I put my first waiver claim in for uh. Tarek, Tariq, whatever Cohen did oh, not get him. Awesome guy! Oh yeah, did not nice get him in that one. I had nice I had the fourth, the fourth waiver pick, and I and I did not get him, but I did get Chris Johnson. Um, I dropped Fiodorowicz because he's on IR. He's another injury guy, and since we're talking injuries, well, initially we were before 
tangents. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I put in. I, I looked on the F6P League, and you, you, you already oh, had Terrence Cole on your on team. Yeah, I snaked him Ooh. early on that one. And I got cards. I didn't think I was going to get him because on, on but I, but you know, I I looked uh I don't know, the day before yesterday, a couple of days just for, <laughs> I think Monday I looked to see who yeah. to see who's was out in the way. You know, cuz it's waiver day coming 25 up. points. And and you've got him on your team. Jerk. I needed him in that league too. <laughs> I think I lost in that league, didn't I? No, that might have been one of yeah, I, I think I scoreboard. I think I did. Um, so yeah, you know it, it's week nice one. Nice pickup though. Yeah, oh yeah, thank you, thank you. I will, uh, I will definitely take that, uh, that kudos. Um, it's week one. It, it's yeah, I did lose by not even five points. Horrible. Um, The, the the one thing we talk about a lot of times, and we, we kind of Joe and I kind of touched on it last week, as far as setting your week one lineup and overthinking, underthinking versus setting your later in the season lineups. Now, his stance was, "Oh, it's easy. I have no problem setting my week one lineups because I'm." setting in the guys who I drafted first and they're filling those positions and then I'm good because they're the guys I drafted first. So they should be performing. They should be, you know, living up to their, their draft round status. Um, yeah. I'm the when complete opposite Brandon of that. Marshall. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm the complete opposite of that because I have a harder time setting my week one lineup because I'm looking at, okay, well, here's all these guys I drafted early, but I don't love the matchup for for David Johnson this week or, or uh, you know, whoever, a good receiver, you know, that you take in the in the first couple rounds. Um, I'm not big on that, but I do have this sleeper in Kenny Galladay over here who I do like. You know, maybe he could have a good game. Uh, you know, this and that. I mean, I'm back and forth. I'm all, I'm all over the place every damn week. I mean, I'm not going to kid anybody about it, but that's that's how much I am into fantasy because I'm just overthinking every single possible move. Kareem Hunt, eh, New England's a good defense. They're coming off a huge Super Bowl comeback win. You know, they're going to be riding high going into this game. They're at home. It's the only game being broadcast. Everybody's watching this game because it's the first game back for the NFL season. They're not going to lose this game. Well, guess what? You got your asses kicked uh, because of that mentality, most likely. And I benched Kareem Hunt because the Patriots have a good defense. So, you know, I was scared enough about it, and and Hunt's a rookie, unproven. Yeah, he he is proven now, but uh, he wasn't for me then. But you know, that's a big thing, and 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 what I want to touch on is just the the overreaction to this at this point. Um, and and I'm I'm guilty of it myself because a lot of uh, a lot of my teams, I went out and I grabbed Jeremy Hill as a you know super 
late round, almost last round pickup because he's he was the starter. I mean, yeah, Joe Mixon is super talented. Well, that was on paper, though. You know that. You know. Oh, that. exactly. On paper, and, and that's what it, that's what it was, though. You know, occasionally I will read stuff on paper. You know, sometimes in books, mostly on computer screens. But Jeremy Hill was the starter. He was the guy that, at least for the first couple of weeks, you you had to feel you know, semi-confident in as being the starter. Not necessarily have to start him in your lineups, but at least to have him on your bench and see what he does, what he brings to the table and throws out there. Okay, great. You know, that's uh, that's by the wayside now for me because he was the immediate drop of, of my teams where I was like, I need to go get Tarek Cohen. I need to go get uh, Kerwin Williams. Chris Johnson or Andre Ellington to fill in for my, my Derek, uh, David Johnson loss. Uh, I need to go get, you know, Javoris Buck Allen, you know, whatever you want to call him for my Woodhead loss. You know, I'm out here trying to find Alan Hearns and, and maybe Marquise Lee. Um, or if I'm in a 14 to 16 team league where we have a big roster, I'm looking at Aurelius Ben, you know, he was my guy every single time I dropped him to get somebody else. And I'm okay with that because he didn't produce. And he he basically didn't live up to that paper definition of him being the starter in Cincinnati. Hell, Cincinnati didn't do anything anywhere in that game. Uh, aside I, a from lot of that, though, AJ. Uh, play like shit. Like, if I might, if I might, a lot of that had to do with the offensive line. Oh yeah. Um, oh, I agree. Hundred percent. Anything that. for them, and and uh, uh, Gio Bernard actually didn't do too bad. If you had him in PPR, I think he was, you know, you got some decent production there. But on the whole, that line. But yeah, yeah. in general, I mean, it's not. It wasn't Jacksonville, you know, coming up with ten sacks. Um, I mean, that's absurd. And and awesome because I had I loved Jacksonville's defense going into this year. They were one of the teams I just sat on while everybody else is reaching out for for a, a, a Kansas City, for a, a Minnesota. Even in some leagues, I saw go pretty early. But Denver, Seattle, you know the usual top scoring players going early. Patriots went pretty pretty high in most of my leagues. They were. I would say within the top five to seven defenses taken, um, you know, and that that's where they belong. Uh, but I, I don't like reaching on defenses. I will do it on occasion if the draft is going that way and everybody is going out and getting a defense. I'm not going to get saddled with, you know, a, a Jets defense this year or uh, – oh, no. You know, uh, uh, an Indianapolis defense or something. If everybody's like, "Oh, well, we need a defense." Oh, well, now two rounds later, we're going to take a second defense. Like, no, stop doing that shit. You do not need it unless you're in a really, really deep league, or maybe a dynasty league. And then, okay, fine, I get it for that. Um, but man, there were some ridiculous pickups in some of my drafts this year. 
But defense. Um, well, what's your thoughts, though? What's your thoughts on some of the other waiver guys like Cooper Cop and Nelson Aguilar? And um, I think there was a couple of others that I can't uh, that don't come to mind at the moment. They're they're the well, two so that, that was, I think we've talked about. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of the other things I did have on the initial show lineup was to talk about these surprise players, you know, or surprise games by potential sleeper players um, and and bad games by name players. Um, Cooper Cup was a was a trendy sleeper pickup guy, late round pick. You know, you worry about him being with the Rams. You worry about Jared Goff. Um, you know, their offense in general, not real good. Cup had an awesome game. I mean, Aguilar had a ridiculous game. As an Eagles fan, I didn't even think the guy was going to make the team again because he's been so terrible um, and had so many Mm. issues with drops, with everything. And, I mean, he comes out and and puts up a game like that with – what do you get? Six receptions, 86 yards, and a touchdown. That's his best career game. I mean, I don't think he's surpassed yeah. 50 yards in his career. You know what? A lot of uh, naysayers. When I went to the I went to the Eagles site at uh, SB Nation, and they uh-huh. and they always point out. Uh, well, you take away that long reception of. Uh, that went uh, of went scrambling and getting getting it out yeah, it was, and and you take away play. and they nay say it they they say you take away that and and he and he didn't have that great of a day and you know what you, you never hear that when when Rogers is scrambling around and he throws a no. deep pass to Devonte Adams and he scores a touch they never they they never take that away from Devonte Adams do you they? didn't hear that from from the the scramble ridiculous toe tap catch of of Jared Cook last year I believe it was same thing yeah yeah okay Jared Cook has you know been up and down in his career probably a little more uh, so Eagles fans uh, are really fickle they just say oh he oh, took that away and he didn't are. really have a good day absolutely <laughs> I, we are I looked at that and I thought goodness sake. But I'm not taking that away from Aguilar because he was a super highly touted guy coming out of out of USC, and you know I I loved the pick when we made it, but he has done nothing to to produce since then, and boom yeah. here he is in week one. I mean I I was traveling up from from. Uh, from Virginia Tech on Sunday with with my dad, we went down to the game and and down there for Saturday, and we're coming back home uh, to to Maryland on Sunday, and we we listened to the really the first two and a half quarters of of the game on the radio, and I couldn't believe my ears. Everything was Aguilar, 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 Aguilar. I'm like, are you kidding me? This guy is is where did this come from? Did he finally figure out how to catch a ball over the summer or something? I mean, it well, was great. Well, they did mention it. In the, it was always in the news that he had a good spring and uh, training camp. He was, you know, um, so it was in the news. 
And, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a he's a possession guy, and that's what he proved, you know, with with that game. Is it going to continue? Yeah, I hope it does for the Eagles' sake and me being an Eagles fan and, you know, let it build my hopes up for about the next 10 to 12 weeks and then they'll tail off at the end of the season and, you know, I'll still be a regular Eagles fan. But Well, I'll, uh, I look at it this way, AJ. I look at it this way. It's six, it's six. You look at targets. I, he got six mm-hmm. targets. So um, that's, I don't know, it's a median size. Now, whether that goes up to eight, that's another question. It could go down to three next week. Um, it, it depends very on, well could. It depends on when. And, but, um, yeah, game plans are, you know. And so uh, he could, I think, next week against Kansas City is whether you find out that he's for real or not. Yeah. And uh, that might even be the same can be said about Tyreek Hill, too. I think so. Uh, I and think Tyreek Hill is a little more for real, though, because he's the uh, he's he's the top wide there. But, yeah. Um, and Kelsey um, bounce bounce back, perhaps. But, uh, I, but I think Kelsey could. But I mean, the Eagles completely shut down Jordan Reed. So, and he's a guy that's that's damaged them a lot and badly in a lot of games, you know, over the past few years. So, uh, you know, for, for as much time as Jordan Reed misses during the season, I feel like somehow he's always just randomly healthy for the Philadelphia games, which is awesome. <laughs> so he's destroyed us, and they shut him down. So I, I'll be interested to see what uh, what the mentor does against – the the Padawan or whatever you want to call, you know, Doug Peterson, uh, the student, I guess, would be the the better analogy there. Um, yep. And, and you know, the game is in Kansas City. That's a tough place to play. Um, I don't love the Eagles' chances this week, but I, I think that it's going to be a good game. Um, well, yeah, especially well, it could be, it could be one of those um, letdown games because was such a huge emotional win for the uh, for the Chiefs against the Patriots on the opening night. So there's always that. You see that from time to yeah. time. After a big I win, so. the team has a letdown. So it might happen. I don't know if it happens this early in the season, but. I don't know. It should, yeah. should be an interesting game. It's, uh, I'm surprised not one of the big announcers aren't aren't, aren't covering that particular one, but they're not. It's uh, I think it's yeah. Kevin Burkhart mm. is, is covering that. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, but uh, yeah. So back to uh, you know where we were looking the waiver guys. Obviously the Arizona running backs, Buck Allen, like we said, all those receivers in in Jacksonville. You got to fill in. Terry Cohen was a huge. And, you know, coup this, this weekend or a week for this weekend. Um, you know, these are the guys, Galladay, another another huge game. You know, he only had four receptions, but two of them were touchdowns. So, yeah, he's still got Jones you know, and uh, Tate ahead of him. So I wouldn't I wouldn't throw too much expectations for him, but um, it's moving in the right direction there, that's for sure. 
and that one catch he made was just I had to rewind it. I said, he caught that? He did. <laughs> Hello? I think we just lost the show again. I think we just lost the show again. I do indeed believe that we have just lost the show again. 46 minutes remaining. Well, while AJ is uh, not there at the moment, I will uh, I will hold the show while uh, AJ gets back and uh, let you know that uh, what we were talking about was the waiver grabs. And uh, we talked about Nelson Aguilar, mild. Uh, Cooper Cup, a little bit better. Galladay, I put Galladay ahead of him. Um, Tarek Cohn, definitely, as far as the running backs, he's got to be top uh, for for pickups. But you've all done all your pickups so far this, this year, so um, while I keep talking and try to hold it until AJ rejoins us, um, I'll talk a little bit about some of the games coming up. Um, just to briefly outline some of the games that are coming up for Sunday. Um, I'm Richard Seville, by the way, I um, of FantasySixPack.net, and I uh, do the Fantasy uh, um, Weekend Preview on the site, and also our podcast, um, The Fantasy Edge, which is uh, which you can watch or listen to on Friday. Um, Anyway, uh, what I was going to say was that um, something about some of the games that are going to be played this this uh, this coming week, and I'll just get them up here. I wasn't prepared to, but I will get them up and ready as soon as AJ rejoins us. And uh, New England is playing at New Orleans. Um, I think Tom Brady, coming off a bad game as he was, will be out there to... Um, prove that he is not slowing down he is right there um, because he did not look sharp um, in the opener and I think there's a bit of anger there So, um, but it's uh, against Drew Brees and he's coming off a loss as well and so um, you can uh, watch that game, that'll be uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo and the call on that game um, next up was um, next early game is uh, Buffalo Carolina um, uh, both teams coming off wins. Uh, Buffalo um, promises to uh, continue to work uh, McCoy into the high 20s of carries, which um, has a lot of fantasy people worried because um, overworking McCoy could mean a situation like David Johnson, which is not good, and perhaps even worse because you don't really have good handcuffs on the team. You've got uh, Mike Tolbert, Joe Banyard, and uh, Taiwan Jones. And uh, <coughs> I think, excuse me, if you average their ages, I think it comes out to late 20s or early 30s. I know, I know John Banyard is the youngest. I think he's 20. I think he's 26 or 28, something. Anyways, in Carolina, uh, more uh, Christian McCaffrey, I think we'll be seeing. And uh, so that will be interesting to to note um other things happening um 
I don't know if there's, I don't know, if, I don't think I'm being heard, but I'm going to stay on here as as long as until AJ gets back. Um, 42 minutes remaining in the show. Um, I remember when this happened last time, I was supposed to keep talking, but I will. I'll keep going. Um, I'll just have to, uh, I'm going to have to tell AJ that the, that the show has cut off again um, with 42 minutes to go. So just give me a brief moment here, ladies and gentlemen. I will be back with you in five seconds as soon as I um, – uh, I'm just going to type to him that I cannot hear him. And uh, But I'm holding the show in case I'm still being heard. I don't know if I am. I might be, as a matter of fact. And I am being heard. So, uh, yeah, so I'll just move right along to the Tennessee and Jacksonville game. Uh, last week, uh, these both these teams um, in the same division, uh, Tennessee lost to the Oakland Raiders. A big effort, though, by Mariota. I think uh, Mariota is growing as a football player. He didn't have any interceptions. So he did quite well. And Jacksonville, their defense, very, very strong. Um, like we said, like we talked about, uh, he, the Jacksonville Jaguars are missing now uh, Allen Robinson. So they'll be relying on Allen Hearns and Marquis Lee to keep them going. Uh, moving right along to Cleveland to Baltimore. Uh, big game uh, for uh, Baltimore. They are missing Danny Woodhead, as we talked about, and Javori Allen is coming in. Uh, Cleveland is is moving in with uh, to try and get their first win. So both these teams, uh, Baltimore coming off a big win against Cincinnati, and Cleveland um, growing. So um, it'll be interesting. I, I said big game to start off with, but, you know, every game, I guess, is kind of big when you're in the first two weeks of the season. Um other early games on Fox, uh, Philadelphia is at Kansas City, which AJ and I talked about. And then uh, then you got Minnesota at Pittsburgh, uh, which, which uh, should be a good game. Uh, Minnesota, of course, beating the Saints on Monday night. Um, should be very interesting to see if Dalvin Cook can keep it up and play uh, against a, a little bit stouter run defense, I feel, that Pittsburgh has. So it should be quite interesting. And the clash between Le'Veon Bell and, and Dalvin Cook, who will who will emerge. Uh, Le'Veon Bell not coming off one of his greatest games to start the season, but Antonio Brown was Antonio Brown. But I think he'll have a little bit tougher sledding against this very, very strong Minnesota defense. So it should be a good game with that one. Um, other players to watch, of course, are Adam Thielen, who uh, had, a, had a very nice game, and you could almost call it a breakout. So I'm just waiting for AJ to return. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Can you hear ah, me? Yes, I was just uh, holding it so that it wasn't dead air and uh, kept uh, kept talking because I do believe that I was still on air. So, yes, you uh, I was just going. I was just going through the games. Which, and, which uh, oh, okay. I was just moving on to Arizona at Indianapolis. Uh, thoughts on that game? 
<laughs> Sorry, um, I just dropped that on you. I was just there, going through the list. Yeah, my uh, my connection tonight is uh, that's terrible. That, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. So the games. Yeah, Arizona Indy. I I think Arizona's going to pull this one out. Um, Indy is reeling badly, you know, from that loss. Uh, They do get the benefit of playing at home this week, but I just don't know if if, uh, Jacoby Brissett's the, the answer there either. I think... He'll be more mobile than uh, Tolzien. Um, he can at least try to make plays by getting out of the pocket a little bit better, but not not loving that game. I, I feel like, to me, my highest scoring game, um, you know, last week I went through and I called out the, the Oakland-Tennessee game as my highest fantasy scoring game. Nah, I... Don't feel like I really hit the mark on that one. Um, so this week I'm going to go ahead and and go with the the Patriots at Saints. Both of these teams Patriots are zero one. Saints play much better at home. Um, you know, I, it's going to be interesting to see which one of these teams comes out of this matchup as zero and two. Um, I'm leaning towards the Saints. <laughs> I think Saints come out as 0-2. I hate to say I, it, but their defense think, is just not quite good enough. If uh, You saw what Adam Thielen did, right? So, oh, yeah, um, yeah. And Tom Brady is in anger mode. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the way I look at it, it's it's not looking good for the Saints. Uh, I hate to say no. it. Yeah, and, I think uh, that's a good game. And, and also the Vikings-Steelers game, I think that could be a really – Nice yep. fantasy scoring game. Uh, on the yeah. flip side of that, games I don't really like. Um, oof, man. Uh, you mean you don't like Cleveland at Baltimore? <laughs> I, I don't love that one. I, I think that one. It, it's, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's going to be another. I mean, honestly, I think the Texans-Bengals game is, for me, the Thursday night tilt's going to be the lowest fantasy scoring game. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I could see Cardinals-Colts kind of falling in that because, obviously, we've, we've got a committee situation at running back. We've got Carson Palmer, who didn't really look that good last week. Um Sorry, Joe, I know he was your sleeper pick, but, yeah, he didn't really live up to expectations. Um, it's kind of a toss-up for me start? between those You think those they two. start Brissett or, Brissett or uh Yeah, or I think they'll... Again. They can't start Tolls on again, could they? I doubt it. No, I the think they got to go to Brissett this week. And then, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I, I think he's the better option because he can at least get out of the pocket, get out of a little bit of trouble with his legs and, and try to make some yeah. things happen. But, um, yeah, not not necessarily loving that game either. The problem uh, is the playbook, you know. He's, he's, he's weak on the – I mean, 
you're talking he hasn't been on the team very long and uh yeah, you know, he hasn't been true. through training camp and all the thing. So that is the problem with him is that he's not like he's not like Deshaun Watson who's who can come in and take over the offense in Houston. Who yeah, I don't yeah. know. Is there any injury update on Watson by the way? I've been trying to find out something. I haven't seen anything come through. Um I did see mm-hmm. something about uh, what's his name? Tom Savage's agent like crying the blues about him getting benched and this is a travesty. Why is this even happening? It doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, it kind of does. I mean, it's like I didn't do anything. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard to necessarily say. Well, he got sacked ten times, so he didn't do anything, but. You know, that falls on the offensive line. Um, you know, if you can't protect your quarterback, then, yeah, then, then that's a problem. But I, I don't I don't necessarily think Tom Savage was going to be the, the end-all, be-all for that team no. anyways. So, um, But do you notice yeah. how Watson plays? He is like Russell Wilson. He throws across – he did it again. He threw across his body and completed a pass. And that is so hard to do. And I see Russell Wilson do it all the time. You know, the the he's very, very similar uh in his style to Russell Wilson. They've got a they got a Russell Wilson player, but he's 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 a rookie, but I like him. I like to show yeah. I, I, I want this guy to play. So sorry, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I guess we move on to other games that are that are, that are the Sunday night game. I don't know who's playing Sunday night again. Uh, geez, Sunday game night game is going to yeah. be. Uh, let's see. Sunday night game is Packers Falcons rematch of the NFC Championship. Ooh. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like that, it. That could like be. It. That could be another pretty high scoring fantasy game. Um. I, I mean that, Who that's gonna like be it? Who who's who's the big winner out of that one? You feel? Who scores <sighs> the most fantasy points? I'm gonna say the biggest scorer of the fantasy points in that game will be I don't think it's gonna be Jordy Nelson. I'm not gonna pick anybody obvious. But you know, since Julio Jones didn't really have a big game I think it'll be Julio Jones. I think this is Julio Jones' first big game of the year. Um I'm actually going to go with Rodgers. I mean, I know he might be an obvious pick, but he he did not play well in that game. Um, mm. If I remember it correctly, I feel like the Packers did not really have, you know, they they didn't they just they got they got beat. They got beat handily. Um so I think he can come back and have a really good revenge game, but I think a lot of that's going to come with Montgomery. I think Ty Montgomery is going to be kind of their X-factor player, and he's going to be all over the place. He's going to be running the ball. He's going to be catching the ball. He's going to be scoring touchdowns. Um, I really like Montgomery, but I do think that it's going to be a bit of a – Revenge game for for Rogers. Yeah, and like I said, I don't know, he might be the, too, so. 
Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, Rodgers may be the the trendier pick because that game ended up being high scoring as it was. But I mean, they lost forty four to twenty one. Um, so for them to get only twenty one points is is not a a big deal. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to score north of thirty in that game. I think uh, I think Atlanta's going to score north of thirty in that game. That actually, yeah, that that could probably take the cake as the best highest scoring fantasy game. Um, yeah, it could. Got a sleeper for it. Uh, a sleeper pick a player sleeper for that game. Yeah, I pick a sleeper player out of that game. See if I agree with it. A sleeper player for that game. I kind of like Randall Cobb, too. I really like Montgomery, like I said, but I feel like he's going to be their go-to. You know, Cobb was the one who had the most receiving yards for for Green Bay in that game. Um, against Seattle. At, at 82. No, 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 or, against or, yeah, or last year. Yeah, yeah, in last year's game. He he was their their top receiver. I mean, he only had 82 yards, but hell, I think Rodgers only had like 287 himself, something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, two 287 yeah, Cubs yards. Cubs get back involved in this offense again, isn't he? Strongly. You notice that against Seattle. You notice that. Yeah. You're thinking, uh-oh, I think I ranked Cobb a bit too low, I think. I think Cobb is – Cobb uh, – I think I think we gave a little bit too much weight on Devontae Adams. So I think that that's what, what it was. And I said earlier, I don't want to continue to toot my own horn here. That was actually going to be one of my potential rants tonight was one of the serious stations – I was listening to or serious shows. I can't remember which one, but the one guy was so quick to point out like the great calls that he made for week one. Oh, I, I told you about this guy. Oh, I told you about this guy. And I kind of sat back. and was like, man, this is really annoying with this guy coming out like that. But then I looked back, I'm like, you know what? You know, I'm on a show. I, I tout my own, you know, self and, and my own picks here and there. So that is one I will definitely tout though. I told, Joe on, I believe it was our wide receiver preview show. Don't sleep on Randall Cobb. You know, the guy is good. He's going to be a factor this year. I don't care that Devontae Adams is there and that he's stepped up. I do like Adams, but based on where... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's another one of these teams where there's 57 different mouths to feed offensively, and you've got a guy that can do it in Rodgers and Cobb had a great game last week against uh, Seattle. So, you know, I definitely think he's someone to, to keep an eye on and, and track if he's not drafted, you know, I feel like he's got a pretty high ownership, but, um, you know, maybe not. No, I, uh, yeah, he's a hundred percent owned in ESPN league. So, Another big yeah. game coming up, though, uh, AJ, is uh, is Dallas at Denver, and that's in the late afternoon game. Yep. Uh, that's uh, I don't I don't I, you always think it's a big game because uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are doing it, so 
It must yeah. be a big game, right? <laughs> of course. So, oh, of course. Uh, and uh, so, anyways, uh, Dallas at Denver. I, you know, Denver Simeon looked pretty good. He had a big game, and you know, this whole week has been about. The whole week one was all about these. Uh, don't forget me, I'm a quarterback. Yeah. Kind of week. You had Alex Smith, Trevor Simeon, Goff, and, uh, you know, Kaiser, who you mentioned, had a great game. So, you know, yeah. these guys. So, um, Simeon, he's not a bad quarterback. I mean, he got. Um, I mean, he threw it to the wrong guy, like Benny Fowler, but, you know. Well, he, yeah. Like, where, what is this? What is, how did this happen? But yeah, well, Benny Fowler, Benny Fowler's uh, this year's uh, Kevin Ogletree, so yeah. So, so what? Kevin, uh, was, so, was that the? So, uh, I was going to so say Benny that Fowler, the, you might get you might get Ezekiel Elliott. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> from uh, from somebody unknowing, but I doubt it. Nobody falls for shark trading anymore. <laughs> oh no, unfortunately not. No. So that being reading. said. Let's roll into uh let's roll into the week two, you know, final previews here with the sleepers and busts. Uh we typically just do one one quarterback, one running back, one receiver uh, for sleeper and a bust. Um and then we talk about a defense to stream, so we'll we'll get to that after. But let's just do a rapid yeah. fire here. You know, what what quarterback, running back and receiver do you like as sleepers this week? Ah, uh, sleeper this week. I will go for. Oh dear me! Uh, I didn't have time to think about this. I didn't have the script. Ah, but I, off the top of my head, um, I'm going to. You know what? I'm going to say Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton could come back and get the ball. Okay. Green. I'm going to say Andy Dalton. Andy yeah. Dalton's a sleeper. Okay, I like Down it. Down game like to it. up game. Yeah, I think he's definitely got the uh, the potential that is, to he doesn't turn get, it around. He doesn't in get general. crunched by Watt and Clowney, that is. Well, so he's yeah. a really big <laughs> sleeper, but uh, I'll go with him anyway. I'll go with him anyway. I think he could do it. You know, uh, home crowd, you know, give it to him. All right. I'm going to go. Oof, let's see. I guess my quarterback sleeper. You know what? Screw it. I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna say Baltimore at home is is still probably going to win this game, but I like Kaiser over Flacco in this game. I, I, I think Kaiser, like I said earlier, has shown, you know, decent ability. You know, he only threw for two hundred and twenty two yards and only one touchdown. He did have an interception, but it was still a good outing for him. And I think he's just going to build on that. Um, And we saw last year that Baltimore can get thrown on very easily and very often. Uh, Dalton did not step up to the plate last week and show that, but um, I'm going to go with Kaiser as my, my quarterback sleeper. Um, my my quarterback okay. bust. I think 
I want to lean on, hmm, let's see here. Oh, that did not work the right way. All right, there we go. I, I, I don't want to say Breeze. I mean, he's, it, it's kind of a <laughs> false, it's kind of a false, uh, you know, advertisement here that he's going up against the 30th ranked defense in New England because Alex Smith had a very Drew Brees-like performance against New England. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can't I can't put that in. I, I can't even say Tom Brady is going to fall off again because he's definitely, like you said, in anger mode. Um, you know, I'm going to go with with Dak Prescott. Um, yeah, I, don't know if I like necessarily. It. Uh, a kind of took solar fire there. I, I all think. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Can we share oh, that fine. one? I think we. Will. Yeah. Well, we can share that <laughs> one. I mean, Philip Rivers had an had a really good game against the Broncos. Well, I say really good because he had three touchdowns. He still had less than 200 yards in 33 attempts. Um, you know, the Broncos are, are the real deal, you know, against quarterbacks. So that that's almost a, a gimme pick by saying that. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, them come back up and really put Prescott in his place. So, can you tell me something, AJ? What is going on with the chemistry between him and Des Bryant? Where is it? I don't see it. I see a chemistry between him and Cole Beasley. Yeah. I see a chemistry between him and Terrence Williams. I yep. see a chemistry between him and Bryce Butler for crying out loud. But I don't see a chemistry between him and Des. What is it? I. Uh, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I wish I could get answered. I don't know. I mean, Dez is is obviously a talented receiver when he's on the field. He's got some injury issues in the past, but I don't think that plays into this. I, I think it's just a <laughs> psychological, you know, issue here. I don't know why they can't get on the same page. And they've had some good good games, but it's just not – come completely together. So I have no idea. No idea what's going on in yeah. that situation. Yeah, even Jason Witten. I can see you coming. Uh, yeah, Witten had a great game. And, you know, yeah, I was poo-pooing Witten left and right because it was like, eh, he's old. He's not a factor anymore, this and that. And then I was right right there when stepping up to my, uh, my coworker and saying, hey, you were right about Witten, man. I'll give you the credit there because he, he came through and he had a good game. Um, but, all right, so sleeper and bust running backs. Who uh, who do you got here? Well, I'm going to take a sleeper running back. I'm going to take Jonathan Stewart. I, I really right. think the – yeah, I'm going to take Jonathan Stewart. I, I really think that he – you know, they're, they're playing <clears> – <throat> Who are they playing again? Yeah, I, I just just was looking at it. San Fran. They're playing Buffalo, and so um, no, I'm sorry, Buffalo. They're, yeah, they they're at home, play. and I, I think Jonathan Stewart. You know, I think he snakes in there, and uh, McCaffrey's kind of the. I don't know. He's kind of the jester sort of running back. I, that's the feeling I get. I don't know why I feel that way. But uh, Jonathan Stewart is kind of the still still the workhorse, and I think Jonathan Stewart. Um, 
if you if you want me to give you a bust, um, I'll wait I'll wait until you do yours so I can have a think about it. All right. Um, sleeper pick. Man, I I don't know if you can necessarily call this guy a sleeper, but after his lackluster week one performance uh, uh, of only 65 yards on 17 attempts against, again, a decent and, and, and stacked young Jacksonville defense. I do like Lamar Miller this week. Um, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. are, are kind of writing him off already, and he just hasn't lived up to the draft expectations and you know that showed a little bit this year because I feel like he fell in drafts a little bit you know compared to last year but I do think Houston is going to come into this game a little stronger Um, you know obviously depending on if Watson plays that could help out things as well but Cincinnati just got eaten alive by by Baltimore's running backs in West and, and Allen, you know, after Woodhead went out. So if Houston goes into this game and says, well, shit, Baltimore didn't have to throw the ball. So we don't care if we have Tom Savage, Deron, uh, Deshaun Watson, or, or you know, a, a mannequin uh, under center, as long as the mannequin can turn and fall over by handing the ball to Lamar Miller or, or even Dante Freeman, hey, we're good. <laughs> you know, Baltimore ran the right. ball, I I think it was 12 times in a row on one drive or something ridiculous like that. I mean, that's unprecedented. Mm-hmm. It just does not happen. So hopefully since he game plans a little bit better against the run this year or this week, sorry, but I like Lamar Miller. I, I mean, I, I don't know if he necessarily falls into sleeper, but I think he can have a really big game. Um, my bust, I'm going to go, with uh I'm gonna go with, with Mike Gillisley. Um he you know, you you look at what the Saints gave up um last week and you know, it was hundred and thirty eight yards on twenty seven attempts to Minnesota running backs. Um no touchdowns given up, which is which is a nice sign. Um and then Gillisley basically had three touchdowns on only 45 yards uh, and 15 attempts. So basically every five, fifth attempt and 15 yards, it was a touchdown. So I just don't see that happening well, this week. You know, he's probably not running back of the week for New England. <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm going with here. He could, could he score a touchdown? Sure. Is he going to get a a lot of yards? I mean, he didn't even top 50 yards to begin with here. So, you know, the only thing that carried him was those touchdowns last last week. I just don't know if if I see it. You know, hell, this could be Deion Lewis's week this week, and he's going to, you know, have five carries for for maybe, you know, 18 yards. Um but then have four receptions for 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 two touchdowns and and sixty yards. Um, so I just don't trust New England's running back game. Uh, Gillisley is going to be my 
my bust this week. Yeah, I'll, I'll go bust with poor old Frank Gore. He's practicing how to run that <laughs> offense, and uh, and I think he's going to get stacked, and uh, they'll they'll try Marlon Mack and Turbin, but they're not going to get any. They're not going to get anywhere on the ground. They're going to force who's ever in there to throw the ball, and uh, so I think it's kind of I think the running game all it doesn't matter who's got the ball. Um, yeah. I think they're going to force they're going to force Indianapolis to throw it. So they're going to stack it pretty good to the Cardinals, I believe. Yeah. Um, so then we got receivers. Um, I don't know if uh, I'm trying to think of who I said last week here. I, receivers. I had Thielen as my sleeper. That was a good call. I had Fitz as my bust. Yeah, he he had an okay game. I'll I'll call that one a, a myth on my end, but I'm gonna go with uh, with T. Y. Hilton here uh, as my my bust. I mean, Arizona obviously got lit up by Galladay um, and and, uh, and Tate, but I just don't. I don't know what's going on with this quarterback situation. Like I said, Brissett, I think, is a better option than Tolzien. So it gives Hilton a slight boost, but I still just don't like his uh, – I just don't like him this week. I think he's going to he's gonna fall flat again. And until Andrew Luck gets back, I'm just kind of staying away from – everything Indianapolis-related, aside from maybe Marlon Mack. Uh, he, he seems to be kind of the lone bright spot there, but um, also another good uh, a good waiver wire pickup. If no one grabbed him, he might be someone to take and take a look at now and, and jump on, you know, while he's not too hot. Yeah. But uh, uh, my – go ahead. Yeah, I I I will uh I'm going to uh I'm going to pick my sleeper will be uh Jermaine Curse. I'm going to give Curse nice. a chance against Carolina. I I think uh, there's you know, um there seems to be something going on there and um Curse has another chance. I think there's somebody coming back into the lineup uh uh Jordan or Jordan He's he's a good compliment with Jordan Matthews. So um, Charles Clay will still be the number one, but uh, they are using Curse, and Curse is uh, for a guy that hasn't been there very long. He's sure doing he's sure doing a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, uh, so so I'll give it I'll give it I'll give it to Curse. I'll give I'll give uh, my sleeper to Curse. And uh, can I bust uh, Brandon Marshall again? Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna bust. I'm gonna bust Brandon Marshall. I am so down on here. You know what? I drafted him, and I feel like I got cruised. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I I, I I feel the same way. I mean, I I don't think I started him this week because I was worried about the injury and the matchup. I just felt like the Giants were gonna get smoked, and oh hey, guess what? They did. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I'm not keeping him for Monday night. Forget it. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to sit on Monday night football and watch no. Brandon Marshall get, you know, another goose egg until like 
thirty seconds in the, in the fourth quarter left. So. Yeah, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I will. Uh, so I'm gonna bust. I'm gonna bust Brandon Marshall. That's it. All right. I'm I'm gonna look at uh since I kind of did these out of order actually by looking at Hilton as my bust first, my sleeper pick. Oh. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Tyrell Williams uh, out out with the Chargers. You know he had he had seven targets, he caught five of them, had 54 yards. Okay, not nothing like too big of a deal to sneeze at, but again. You're looking at a Philip Rivers going against the the best uh, you know pass defense and and, and D backs in the league most likely at Denver, and he still manages that many targets, that many receptions. You know the the receptions is is, is average, but this week he's going up. Uh, against a a very well rested Miami team, um, and I, I just like I just like the upside of Williams here. I mean, there again, it's another team with a lot of mouths to fill. Hunter Henry wasn't even targeted in that game, um, mm. you know, so that hurt uh, me specifically <laughs> on a lot of teams. But um, but they didn't need him. I mean. Th- the Chargers almost won that game, and you know Allen had a great game. Um, you know Williams was there; he was present. I, I think he's already got a really good chemistry with Rivers. I think Rivers is going to be throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, I mean, Gordon's still going to get his rushes and everything, but you know this is a pass-first offense in my mind. So I like Williams to rebound. I mean, I don't even think you can call it rebounding just to, to build upon his week one uh, performance. I mean, seven targets is, is very solid. So, you know, that's the second most of the team aside right behind Keenan Allen. So, yeah, don't don't sleep on Tyrell Williams this week. You know, if he's out there and you're looking for some receiver help or whatever, might be a guy to target. Um, Tyler, so the last... Tyler Thompson, uh, sorry, Tyler Thompson in our league, yeah. he, he posed the question, non-PPR, um, who do you start, um, Williams or Martavis Bryant? Hmm. Well, I, I, I still like Williams. I mean, the Vikings... You still like Williams? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think the... the the Vikings pose a better threat to Pittsburgh than um, than Miami does to to the Chargers. So, I mean, I, I hope the guys in Miami got their rest because they're now playing 16 straight games, which sucks. So, you know, had this had this question come up five, maybe six weeks from now. Maybe I'd think a little differently about it, but um, yeah, I, I, I like Williams. Mm. I said Martavis Bryant. I think he comes out. But I, I, Tyler always comes up with the. He, he's always. The, can, can he get any harder decisions than that? 
I mean, like, he's always coming up with these super hard decisions that are just like, oh, man, what are you laying that one on me for? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess tight ends, is it? No, we we just do those top three, and then we do defense. Oh, okay. Defense to stream is what we're adding here. So this is probably, like, a defense that's, you know, not necessarily widely owned. Um, uh, we'll call it below 60%, um, but – Probably even right. below 50 would be more streamable defenses, I feel like. Oh, okay, um, so i got to look this up. <laughs> yeah. Be I mean, right I'm back. looking at... Uh, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't even know why they're not this owned, especially after this week one performance. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of leaning towards the Ravens this week. It's their their first home game. You know, they're playing against a Cleveland team that just gave up a decent amount of points to to the Steelers. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm leaning Ravens for that one to stream. Um, yeah, that's got to be my pick. I'm just looking at some uh, of these Raven, other like, Ravens really... Stream. Ravens are owned in uh, – what are they owned in? They're only owned in 39, 39.7 of, of ESPN leagues. I don't know. Uh, Tyler has them 15, 15.8% somewhere. Probably says here about where he's got the huh. uh, percentages. Own percentage based on ESPN leagues. 15. Only 15.8%. That's what he yeah, have. What the hell? For the Ravens? He's, he's got 15.8. I find that kind of low. That is probably before the waiver pickup then, because they just jumped is. 25. Yeah, that's got to be. They jumped 25.9%, so that would have put them there at 39.7. So, yeah, that puts them down at, at, at 13. Yeah. 13 and change. I'll just use Tyler's stream 13.8. For mice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, he's, yeah, he's got. I, yeah, it's a little bit of a plug for Tyler's Stuomatic chart. Um, you'll be able to see that tomorrow at uh, FantasySixPack.net. Anyway. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's going up tomorrow. Um, Raiders. Uh, Raiders uh, um, against the Jets. Yeah, I like it. That's his. That's his number four. So I'll, I'll take that one. All right. I'll take that one. I'm, I'm into take that. The Raiders, I think, uh... Stream the Raiders. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of defenses streaming against the Jets, against Indianapolis this week, or, well, this year. Um, But granted, the Cardinals playing them, they're 98.9% owned, according to what I'm looking at on ESPN. So, yeah. So, all right, well, I do uh, do not see any... Uh, Twitter questions are coming through to me, so that's not surprising, and uh, and that's that's fine as well. But um, that's probably because that? I joined the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the only tweets I've gotten tonight were from you. <laughs> uh, why aren't you talking? I can't hear anything. But uh, either way, uh, let's well, wrap it up then. Um, I, I appreciate you jumping back on with me here and and uh, helping me out through the show and through these various technical difficulties. Uh, we've no got problem. About... I was listening. I thought, oh, I'll listen to AJ for a while. And uh, 
And then I decided to call in, and then about five minutes later, there was nothing. I thought, oh, no. hope it yeah. wasn't me. That <laughs> no, I saw the but, thing But you called out again during the show. So I, I wasn't really well, I knowing what it on. was. So... All right, Richard, will you want to tell uh, tell everybody where they can find you at? Yeah, uh, be sure to listen to the Fantasy Edge. Uh, um, we uh, You'll be able to hear us on Friday uh, when we get that posted on Friday afternoon. Um, we pre-record our shows, so we don't do nice. our shows live. But, uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we don't do our shows live, but uh, we have them posted like Friday fresh uh, right after the uh, we'll be discussing the game. Uh, Jenna, Dennis Solchus will be joining me uh, this week. And plus, uh, we have um, Alex Hamrick, Starts and Sits, and and also Tyler Thompson's Streamomatic, which uh, come up again. And Tyler will be talking about which defenses to pick this week. So uh, that's what we got coming up on the show. And plus, all our uh, sleepers and stuff. And you can find me at Twitter at RRS Seville, S A V I L at Twitter. So uh, you can find me there, and also you can see my weekend preview at fantasy6pack.net. Thanks for having me on the show, AJ. Absolutely, Richard. Appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we will have you back on, I'm sure, soon. Uh, everybody, check out Fantasy Edge and uh, check out Fantasy Six Pack Hour next week, where we will be doing our week two recap and a uh, week three preview and hope, hopefully with uh, with Joe running the show again it'll probably go much smoother and less technical difficulties hopefully but uh, either way if you have any questions feel free to tweet me at Apple Garth Algar all one word capital A P P L E capital G A R T H capital A L G R thank you very much for listening Hopefully you heard the entire thing, and if you didn't, we will uh, we will edit and update and make it work. Good night, everybody. Good luck this week. Don't overthink. Just go with your gut. Make your teams work and and get win number two, hopefully, or win number one if you lost last week. Thanks. We out.